Well, Maddie is now in the U.S., and it is Ross's birthday, uh, so I don't know what to cheers to. Right. So how about cheersing to whenever you have too many things to cheers to? Oh, An an embarrassment of riches. Wow. I like what you did there. You set us up. Then you turned us, mm-hmm. and then you really the got prestige, it. yeah, boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Anyways, hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer, and this is the Mix Six. Uh, we also have a guest here today, but probably not a guest. Not so much a guest. I live yeah. here now. You it's live, Maddie. Yeah. You just live in this space now. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yep. it, this might be vague, special. It's, it's just be, also, Maddie's in the corner. Right. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, a lot, Studio squatter. Yeah. yeah. Maddie, There's yeah. a lot of change going on here. I understand that. Maddie now lives in America, like officially in full time. They're getting married, all this stuff. Let me talk to you about the biggest change, though. There's stuff in the bathroom. And all I can say about this is, I've been coming to this this place for five years, but for a, a, a short pandemic period where no one was coming to this place. And I've been using the same bathroom in Ross's house for that entire time. And that bathroom has prominently just featured a toilet and uh, a, a poster, a Zombies of the World poster. <laughs> and then my assumption is that the only other time that bathroom was used was when Caleb was here, also for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I walked in today and there's like shelving units and makeup and skincare treatments. Things that look like they'd smell nice. Yeah. A trash can, like a proper trash can. Yep. Oh, I, I hate it. It's horrible. <laughs> I saw it and like my vision instantly tilted into like a Dutch angle. I feel like I heard we, strings. We yeah. heard it, Caleb yelling from the hall. <laughs> I feel like we should have gotten a veto yeah. on setting up the bathroom <laughs> as primary bathroom users, but we did not. Bathtub looks like you could use it yeah. to like yeah. clean yourself yeah. or something else. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy you're here, no but I do not on. like that. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. I'll, I'll consult with you from now on Thank when you. I do change. <laughs> I swear to God, you pull down this uh, this war rug, and we are going to fight. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, that is that is a line I will not. I will I will fight. For Never that. mind. Yeah. 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 It sounds yeah. like you. That, that is that is that's. I'm sorry, Maddie. That's the line. The war. That's rug. the line. God. Okay. Um. Do we have pre party stuff? Probably. Um. No. We yeah. don't do anything because I'd probably again, lose though. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. yeah. There's not. There's nothing going on still. Um. Uh. Yeah. No pre party stuff. Just all the patreons and other projects. Everybody's got them. Just go find them. Uh, Caleb's now using a link tree or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah it's on my shit. Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well then we'll jump right into this episode. Uh, and I have built today's rating system. Uh, I got boosted yesterday. Yay. Yay! This arm right here, uh-huh. little, little soreness, a little bit of a bump. I'm going to be one? honest. The left arm. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, Russ, I'm pointing at it. Um, uh, Pfizer. Yeah, uh-huh. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Walgreens, even though you can mix and match, won't let you mix and match. Yes, so. I found that oh. out myself. Yeah, so yeah I got, same. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got the Pfizer got Moderna. jab, jab, and then I got the Pfizer jab again. Um, so I, that also means that I had to go to a Walgreens yesterday to get mm-hmm. a jab. And so I've built a rating system based on my booster experience at Walgreens. Hey, I can comment on this. Okay, great. Because I had the same thing. Okay, good. So a one, the worst part of my booster experience at Walgreens yesterday. And there were a lot of not good experiences uh-huh. getting a booster at Walgreens. <laughs> so this was a hard list. Like, I came by this rating earnestly, uh-huh, is what uh-huh, I'm saying. Okay, uh-huh. so a one. Um, there was a small child on the floor next to me, probably two, three years old. I don't know. I'm bad at estimating children's ages. He could have been 14. Uh, but he had a bottle of Gatorade and he was just crawling around on the Walgreens pharmacy floor, like rolling this bottle of Gatorade. And 
who I assumed to be his male parental unit kept saying, pick up the bottle, pick up the bottle, pick up the bottle. And the kid kept rolling the bottle and laughing. At which point the, the man finally turns to his child and says, be a man, pick up the bottle. Oof. And I had so many thoughts in that moment about so many things that that man said, like what it means to be a man and or how one talks to a child in a Walgreens. <laughs> and the whole thing caught me so off guard that at some point Brandy had to say, are you okay? And I was just staring off into the distance. Like I had lost all attachment to humanity into that moment. What is a man? Right. We just jump cut to Spencer's head. It's like a fucking artillery shell just yeah. went off. <laughs> you had this like pinhole preview into an entirely different life. Right. Uh, and it was like so... The stark contrast between your own. Oh my God. Your entire experience. Yeah, no, I get that. My yeah. entire experience. Be a man, pick up the bottle. Yeah. And I just thought, God. And in some ways, if that's his definition of, of manhood, I am the manliest man. You know what I mean? I'm both clean and drink out of bottles regularly. Yeah, so <laughs> you're so neurotic and manly. I, so yeah. neurotic and manly. <laughs> So anyways, uh, the Be A Man Gatorade guy is a hard one for making me rethink humanity. Mm -hmm. um, a two. I believe the kids would say the Walgreens booster protocol was sus. How, how so? Um, so first off, I had to fill out a bunch of online paperwork, mm -hmm. none of which mattered when I arrived at Walgreens. Because you had to fill it all out in paper Exactly. As well. mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. then they were all like, oh, you brought your paperwork? Good. Let me ask you all of these questions again. Okay. Oh. Already did this. Second, I was supposed to get a booster at 10.30. Had to wait in line for 20 minutes because they couldn't find prescriptions for not one but two people in front of us, which made me very concerned. Three, once they finally got us in the system, we had to wait another 15 minutes, wherein a woman who may have well just been a fucking customer put on a jacket and came out and was like, I'm here to give you your booster. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, mm, I don't know. She takes us behind like one of those stand-up screens that you would put in like a library to like make a little reading cubby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. It's yeah. just like, here's the line for the pharmacy and here's a little screen and here's me sitting over here now getting uh, a fucking vaccine against a global pandemic. Look, they're utterly professional. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, they can test your blood just by looking at it. Just you. by oh, looking at <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I'm not supposed to mention that. Right, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Breaking. Yeah, no, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> um, and, and then this woman went on to tell me all, uh, all of the not great experiences she's had giving boosters there. And I thought, please just put that in my arm and let me leave. <laughs> so oh, a two God. is the Walgreens COVID booster protocol, which hey, not no, it's not always a two though. Cause, um, they told me to sit around and wait for 15 minutes. And I said, you're going to stop me. And she said, no, I'm like, okay. And then I left. <laughs> so, so pretty good on that. I'll I, tell you there what, were holes I could escape through. We didn't even get, we didn't even, we were not even asked to stay. Like, I was 10 minutes down the road and I told her, turn to Brandy. I was like, should we have stayed? Like, and she, and she said, honestly, if there's a medical emergency, I'd rather not be in Walgreens. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, yeah. There were 20 old people behind me I, screaming about the 5g and their blood yeah. and all, and waiting for oh, their vaccines. And I'm like, yeah. she's like, you need to, you need to stay. I'm like, you got room for that. <laughs> she's I'm like, not uh, doing that. you know what I got was, uh, in that little partition you talked about, yeah. they taped up on a piece of printer paper. Uh, you're supposed to wait 15 minutes. Okay. And it was right in angled so that I was looking at it as yeah. I was getting the shot. Uh, so I had nowhere 
anywhere else to look but to, at that side. Okay. So I waited five minutes by looking at the, they had a section of local history books. So I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are these? And like, they're books about Missouri and the Ozarks and shit. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was very baffling. So I waited five minutes. I figured that was good. You know, it was taped up in my partition and this what? gave me great confidence. Uh, uh, it was the uh, vaccine triangle. <laughs> and what? it was it was like a like a three step. Here's how you provide a vaccine safely. Oh no! To keep distance. From My people. grandfather's ship went missing in the vaccine trial. <laughs> right, and I was like, oh god, she's reading that while she sticks me in the arm, isn't she? Just a little reminder. So, anyways, <laughs> not good. A three. Um, I don't really have a good way of saying this. I visualized it this morning as Walgreens is what you see in the Matrix before someone loads a construct. Uh, and so for me, <laughs> a template. Yeah. The three is yeah. like the utter calm of the copy and pastiness of a Walgreens. Oh yeah. Like it is, it is utter calmness. Like to walk in, I heard someone call over the speaker while I was there. Like we need help in the liquor department. And I was like, you don't have a liquor department. Okay? <laughs> you have bush light in the corner. So stop. I know exactly what is in this Walgreens. It's and one I can room. Walk there now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Walgreens brand. Everything is just nice. Yes. It's not good. No, it's not bad. Just nice. It's just, eh. Yeah. It's nice stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. A four. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Walgreens has a surprisingly large gift card selection. And I was in the market for gift cards for Christmas gifts. So I got to knock out two birds with one booster stone. <laughs> Boom. Nice. Yep. I love that part of their COVID protocol. Yep. Yep. <laughs> totally <laughs> efficient. Yep. <laughs> Send the inoculated to go buy yeah. a gift card. Absolutely. Upsale. Yeah. It was perfect. You got to wait around for 10 minutes. So go to our gift card section. It's actually right. the only way they got the CDC to approve the protocol is including <laughs> yeah. the gift card. Well, to explain why I bought a CDC gift card. Yeah. It's totally weird. Uh, and then a five. And in some ways, this would be a three by other rating scale sense. Sentiments, but when you go to a Walgreens to get a booster during a pandemic, this is a hard five. The five here is getting a booster. That's it. Like, that's the whole. <laughs> yep. I actually got the shot, and now I'm done with this for, uh, I don't know. Different studies will tell you different amounts of time. So do you have, like, were you able to schedule years at, like, your closest Walgreens, or do you have to go out of your way to a different Walgreens? Well, that's a great question, Ross. Yeah. I could have scheduled it at my closest Walgreens, but my closest Walgreens had fewer appointments available, yeah. and I didn't know, and Brandy was scheduling on a different machine, and uh, I didn't know how quickly things were filling up. Yeah. So I went to the Walgreens that had the most available appointments, mm-hmm. which happened to be the one on North Kansas and Kearney. Wow. <laughs> Which, for those of you unfamiliar with Springfield, probably wouldn't be your first choice of nope, Walgreens. It would not. Or just Corners in Springfield. Uh, and so, I think yeah. that's past the latitude you, like, allow your car to go. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was not. Look, the whole thing was a mistake. Um, but <laughs> I did get a booster, making that a hard five. Uh, uh, and we'll use this Walgreens experience to drink beer for the rest of this episode. And with that, we're going to get more beer, and we'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? Well, so this is from Perennial Artisan Ales. It's been a bit since we had a perennial yeah, beer, yeah, right? I mean, bit. yeah. When we went through a little run there with Abraxas, Suburbia, a couple mm-hmm. others that I think we really liked. Back to Abraxas. Back to Abraxas. Back to Abraxas again. Absolutely. Got a bottle coming this December. Holler. Um, but anyways, they're doing a new canned line of really gorgeous Saisons, and I very much like the art. It's got kind of like a Magritte appeal Ooh. to it. This is Saison, and I've reached the limits of my ability to say the next two words. I'm guessing De Rev, but it looks like Des Revis, and um, so maybe it's Des Revis. I don't I really know it. anymore, guys. Yeah, I doubt it, but yeah. I mean, I got to say it out loud. Sure. Um, Perennial has had luck for me for Saisons. Like, I think they do, like, farmhouse yeasty stuff pretty well, so I'm, I'm hopeful. 
He's sm- sniffing it. Mm, I'm less hopeful. Oh, mm. No funk? You gotta um, have some funk on a Saison. It, it smells like a Kolsch, is what I'm telling you. Oh. Yeah. That's not great. That's not good when it's a Kolsch. It's yeah. especially not good when it's a Saison. <laughs> oh, no, it's pretty good. Oh, well. Let me get in yeah. there. Um, mm. Yeah, no, actually, I like that. Um, okay. It is very light, so it drinks. It drinks almost like a Kolsch on the back. Like it is cold. There, it's very light. Does anyone try? There's not a whole yeah, lot right. there. Um, there is some saison, but but it, but some nice saison. It's not overpowering. You would confuse it as maybe like coriander. Um, it's so it's so kind of like florally and light. But I do like it. Like it's a good beer, mm. and I have a sense that if this beer were on draft mm. and it were a nice spring day. Uh, I would drink a lot of these. Yeah, it feels like a training wheels saison. Totally. Like, Absolutely. I'm, I'm a little scared of the farmhouse funk. Yep. So yep. I'm going to yeah. sort of soft pedal into it. Like the boulevard wheat of saisons. Yeah, stick it to, except for, <laughs> right. Yeah. Except for Tank 7. Except for Tank 7, which is, okay. seven, which is very, actually the boulevard wheat of, ta- of, of saisons. <laughs> um, I guess farmhouses. I, this is good. I, I think it's a four. Um, it's an enjoyable beer. Honestly, if you told me it was a three for you, I'd go, yeah, I get that because it's pretty okay. But I think it's good. It's a four for me. I agree with a four. Yeah. Mm. It's a nice beer. Do you like it? Do you like these kind of beers? Uh, The, the coriander, it's, I hate coriander. Yeah, so yeah. like that initially, it goes coriander actually on flowers. Like, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I could drink, it's a three for me. I, I, I could drink them. Right. I could get used to that hit and then a really nice taste. But that, that first hit is yeah. like, oh, no, I'm okay with this. It is It is a um all of that farmhousey stuff. And this is way less weird than a lot of that, like farmhousey stuff. But for me, the reason I like those weirder farmhouses is because it starts with kind of that hit, but then you get that like weird funky yeast on the mm. back, like that Brett stuff that yeah. is just really odd. And I actually really prefer that. I, candidly, I would rather drink something that had something weird behind it. Mm-hmm. And this kind of dies, but it's a nice beer. I mean, it's a, yeah, again, Perennial makes a totally nice beer. Yeah. So uh, what are we talking about? Uh, so I've recently been in our sort of COVID long play kind of thing that we continue. Um, Sarah and I have been working through Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Yeah, I'm really curious about these games. Um, which are classic games that have recently, uh, in the last four or five years, been reprinted. Right. Because apparently there were a number of mistakes in the initial manual <laughs> that made uh, a lot of cases like unwinnable. Right. Um, and all of those have been fixed or clarified. I have almost bought these games multiple times. Well, um, you can borrow mine. Okay. Once we're done, they're very they're very good. Uh, I will say that like these are games I would only inflict on people who have to love me, um, <laughs> because uh, so I will make Sarah play it with me, and Sarah <laughs> will make me play it with her, and we will both enjoy it. But like, not something I would ever bring over to play with you and Brandy. Mm-hmm. Not something I would ever bring over to play with you and Maddie. Not something I would ever bring over to play with anyone. That didn't. Not an Origins uh, yeah, game. Yeah, no, not an Origins game. Yeah. Uh, because it's a game of reading. It is a game of mm. just reading and then reading some more and then reading some more. In fact, there are no mechanics um, uh, in in the turn. What? Yeah, there, you just go it's, together ooh. on all cases. You have no variable skills. You don't have anything. Um, the premise is you'll get an initial case. You have a gigantic map of London, which is very cool. Um, you have a London directory, which is a phone book of all of the businesses and all the individuals in London. 
and then you have uh, on the back of the rule book a list of experts to go if you need help with like I need help with records I'm going to go to this person yeah I need somebody to look at the body I'm going to go to Sergey Afsimovits and they have their numbers mm-hmm. um, but otherwise the playbook are just these references of numbers and then districts so like 46 SW wow there's a hundred numbers in every district there's five districts in London um, so the basic premise in terms of like scoring it is you're supposed to solve the mystery, and then at the end you have to answer questions, and the number that you get right, very much in the detective mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The number that you get right is uh, your point total, and then um, you subtract from your point total the number of locations you visited, and then the difference between the number of locations you visited and Sherlock visited, because he's solving the mystery Uh. too. Um, So I will say out of the gate, uh, Sherlock's bullshit He's either clairvoyant or he did the crime. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did not get it in two locations. That's just sloppy police work. Yeah, he just made yeah, a bunch man. of random assumptions. Is that your shit. Um, so I wouldn't ever use that part of the scoring mechanic. Um, but it's very cool. It rewards a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you figure out the route. You see, oh, this hotel's there. That hotel's there. We're trying to find this jeweler. And last night I'm like, are there any jewelry shops on the way in a map? And I found it, and it, it turned out that was a clue. Like, wow. And nice. like very cool stuff in, in that regard. You feel very smart. Um, but the reading problem. Yeah. Um, is not nearly as bad as detective. It's not full of bullshit. Like yeah. detective is really garbage. Uh, but, um, you're constantly reading to one person is reading and the other person is taking a note and that works. Um, but I, with a third person just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, oh, I have boom. no idea how you would do it. Right. Um, one person can like say, "Oh, we need to find Sir Ragdale or whatever," and the other person go to the Fane book and look it up, and that's some cooperation. But with more than two people, I can't imagine anyone playing yeah, this not game a party and having a good time. Mm. Um, and the point of that is, is that we're getting into the harder levels of it, and uh, they do not prepare you for that in the initial queue because really? it does change the mechanics. So uh, one time, it's just like Sherlock found something interesting in the paper. Read the paper. So everything comes with the paper. Uh, of the London Jesus. Times for 1888, oh, wow. the day that you got that clue. <laughs> and there's always like little stuff in there so far. Yeah. But the paper one is just like, whatever the mystery is, it's in the paper. Ooh. So I had to figure that out. And then we whiffed on half of it because um, the things we should have remembered to answer the rest of the questions were in papers from two and three weeks previous. No. Yeah. Previ- so like we had to reread every paper we'd done so far. Oh, my God. To be like, oh, those are the Lonedell diamonds, and they've been caught like... Fuck that. Yeah, and like, and then I'm like, okay, well, we had a good time even though we lost, but like, I'm trying to think, well, we 100% it. Is that a good game? No. Right. Like, no, yeah. it's us rereading stuff yeah. that we've already read a dozen times. Uh, and uh, last night we got stumped, and I will freely admit we got stumped. There was a code thing that we had to break... And, uh, oh, we're notoriously bad at codes. Yeah, we're. T- it was a very uh, read, read at M. Yeah, read at M moment. Um, I had to look it up afterwards because we finished it, and um, that's where it really breaks down. Because when you're really trying to solve something, it becomes difficult to speak, and if you don't talk to your partner, there's no more game interaction because nothing is. There's no turns. Yeah. There's no you do this, I do this. Like, so if one person, if you're struggling with something, you're just both sitting there in silence. Getting angry. Like, <laughs> spreading newspapers yeah, out to fit. Uh, and it got, it gets really stressful and stops being fun at that point. But um, in terms of design, it's brilliant right. for a single player game. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I just find the the chutzpah 
of being like, we have no turns. We have no way to just figure this out. Do your interaction. Just figure this out. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> when when was this originally made? Uh, uh, it's it's from the eighties. It's okay. an older game. All right, yeah. Um, and it has been uh, revised, but uh, that's the thing. So I would ask. I, I don't often play solo versions, obviously, yeah. uh, but I, this is a game I would absolutely recommend a solo version. Hmm. Um, uh, but it's odd because uh, <laughs> it's not designed to be solo. Yeah, mm. um, it's designed to like four or five players Fuck on that. the on the fucking box. Can you imagine how many people chiming in with ideas too? What a nightmare! You're just oh, trying to fucking read. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, Shut the fuck up! Yeah. I need to read <laughs> right. page Wait. eight of the newspaper two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Absolutely. A version of this where you do it online as like a group voice chat, but like people can just like over a period of hours or like a, even as like a group discord or something like that, like something that that on a much longer time scale than you used to. I, I mean, I was real glad Sarah and I had been together for like 15 years when we did this, because like if if you're reading and like you hit a, like an important detail. Yeah. Somebody's going to write that down. Yeah. And then somebody's got to write down where the location is right. in the game for that information mm-hmm. in case you go find it. Yeah. And if you're just like blew past that and are on to the next paragraph, you just missed like four or five clues right. that Sherlock's going to be like, obviously I solved it before it happened. Uh, you get negative. Like yeah. our first adventure, we got five points. Out we answered every question correctly. But you were that oh far my behind. God. You can get a maximum of 100 points. Sherlock's <laughs> is 100. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So um, the point system is uh, entirely tacked on at the end. It's total bullshit. Um, it's also not very fun. Like you're playing a game about solving mysteries. Right. It's fun to be Just like solve the mystery. Yeah, solve solving the mystery every- is the fun. And yeah. do it thoroughly right. and go everywhere because like there's no like time consequence. It's just points. Right. Yeah. I, I think like, like that's the same thing with those escape room. Those like unlock little ten dollar box or whatever. Yep. They're like oh you're meant to time yourself and anytime you use a, a clue yeah. deduct this many points and stuff. I'm like. I don't give a shit what my points is at the end. I just want to work it right, out. Exactly. Like, I don't care if it takes me half the afternoon. Like, don't give me an hour time. Right. I bought it to solve this problem. And, yeah. Let me solve the problem. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think this game being so old, like, everyone took the wrong lessons from it, except you're like Arabian Nights or something. Because yeah. it really is just a very difficult choose your own adventure book. That's what I was, that is my initial thought. That is in serial. And like, just do that. But like, at the end of it, you can very much tell, holy shit. Oh God! Uh, we wrote all these papers and booklets. This isn't a game. Yeah. Oh God! What do we do? Um, <laughs> let everybody do it together at the same time. Yeah. All right, that's kind of a game. Uh, how do you win? Oh but shit! You know, uh, points. I points. Felt, <laughs> I felt the same way about um, the Pandemic Legacy games. Like at the end of the game, suddenly there's a fucking point structure. Like, well, let's see how you did. And it's like, well, how I did was the world didn't die. Yeah. So like, why do you need to give me all of this shit? It, yeah, and it's very tacked on. And like, I feel like they give the points to try and give it like stakes. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the wrong lesson they take in all those escape games in, well, the bad ones I've played mm. is just like, do you want to play the game less? Do you want to feel pressure and anxiety as you do it? Yeah. Did, like, yeah and ev- the answer is no. The answer is no for everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, I think there's probably also an element to people who want to play this game solo might be, I think there's a, there's a pretty big Venn diagram between like what we would describe as power gamers and folks who want to really do a lot of Sherlock mm. Holmes gaming. And I think power gamers also want to know how they did. Yeah. And so you had to give them something, you know, at the end of it. No, I don't care about that shit as much in those kinds of I settings. I feel like back in the 80s, especially when this game was designed, is that the competitive I win, like 
tabletop role playing games back in the eighties had like tournaments where you'd have a dozen group of people play the same module and then they'd be scored at the end. Uh, to like, oh, did you rescue the princess? But did you also find the secret gold? And did you kill that other both monsters? You know, and like, how many of your group died? Like, how many rolls did it take you? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. How fat? How many rounds of combat did yeah. it take you to kill the dragon? So like, they're so. That was the thing in the eighty was to make everything a competition. They yeah. just like that was just game design back then. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, there's there's a lot of that, but I I don't I think the thing that people don't take enough from it yeah. is as a design element the um, I'm just calling it hidden button mm. and then unknown purpose mm-hmm. of button mm-hmm. design. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give this mathematical system for distributing your story for for cutting it into pieces sure. and, and throwing it out into a constellation. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they do that, and then they organize those spatially on a map of London with all these little numbers on it, mm. which is very good. But they also organize it informationally, like this name corresponds to this name in the directory. Mm-hmm. And he had a cigar from this place in his pocket, so if I go to Tobacconist, I can go there and see yeah. if they know his name. Yeah. And like that stuff is fucking great. Yeah. Or, or um, Arabian Nights. Yeah, like, like big database. I enter the lamp, lamp um, yeah. and there's something in there, but I have no way of knowing what the fuck it is. Yeah. I didn't know that was an option before I showed up. Yeah. Um, I think that for people for, you know, you talk about the eight types of fun, yeah. um, discovery, like, yeah, that is a great way to do a ton of that in a way that is not, um, as labor and bitty intensive yeah. as a legacy game. Cause like what legacy or games, even like time stories, yeah. which there's a lot of like, okay, did you move or the a thing separate over? card every time? Yeah. yeah. It is a very concise game. There is a map. There is a phone book. There is whatever you're using I like and a rule book that you never, ever need to consult except Boom. for the list of experts on the back. Um, so I, I do think like people, I wish people had taken that from Yeah, it. yeah. I, I wish that had been like more of the legacy. Right. And I know other people have done that. Yeah. But like, um, like near and far and above and below. Yeah. Like it's just that same Arabian Nights. It's that same 80s shit. No one's really iterated on that. Yeah. Whereas like, what if points were important? Uh-huh. Yeah, because we said they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. the refinement of that bullshit for a game that is essentially just reading a book, right. Competitively, um, <laughs> never never made sense Not to me. E- and it doesn't even have to be competitive. I mean, that's the bit, right? Like, just read a book because you like discovering things. Yeah. Mm. Like, did you ever want to Charlie Day your own wall? Like, here's a reason to do it. So, and- uh, I very rarely recommend games for solo play, but like, I would recommend this almost exclusively for solo play. Good to know. Or couple play like if you're fine being in a silence together it's the first time we've ever re- we've ever uh re- recommend anything for couple play right here, so. <laughs> uh but definitely not like bring it over for game night yeah. um because that's a good note oof, though yeah. yeah totally a good note especially since those have gained some favor recently because of the reprints again i think mm. maybe like an online like over time would be fun. See, I feel it, like if I ever played that online in a group chat, especially like if I was doing it with, in a different time zone, like with my yeah, people yeah, in yeah. Australia, oh, yeah. I would go to bed and sort of wake up like I solved it. It's this. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. That's true. Yeah. The time delay would actually be a really fucking big problem there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, or even bad. if you're just playing like, oh, I got to go to work today. And someone's like, well, I got the day off. So right. I solved it. Right. Like, yeah. Now, Ross, if you could find a medium Mm-hmm. where online you could kind of like set the framework of a story and then have, I don't know, like people sitting around a virtual, what mm-hmm. we might think of it as a tabletop yeah, and tell, take on roles in that story <laughs> okay, and then kind of like help the story along. 
Oh, you know what would help with that? I think you might have something there. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we, you know, I need to contact Facebook. We could put this in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen uh-huh. up, Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective yeah. recommended for one or two people. Yeah. With Boom. Caveats. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, with that, we're going to get more beer. Caleb, what, um, actually, what the fuck is that? That can has a lot on it. Oh, it's shiny. Uh, it is Broadway Breweries uh, out of Missouri, it's the like, Perpetual Twilight. I feel like Maddie should have been the one to have it's, that one. Broadway. It's well, holographic. Yeah. Hold on. It's a hazy IPA. So. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah, 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 nah. Yeah, I'm still a gentleman. Um, <laughs> it's a hazy IPA brewed with flaked oats Ooh. and white wheat. Oh, God. Double dry hopped with Citra Jesus and Christ. Idaho okay. Okay. Boy, you're just going to get punched in the face. Why you did you hop- do this? Why? Because it's, it's really, it's a pretty can. The can is, uh, is it's for the It's big, for the like, fans. Cocktail. Spencer. Like, yeah. You know the synth wave? Like you type yep. something in it and it make it's like that, it's but that. way more pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. That is not bad. Give me that. Ooh. The Citra cuts the Idaho a little bit. It's not overly bitter. I would drink a lot of those. Uh, it's not a five, but it's a four for me. A four. Oh yeah. wow! For, For a, a double hazy IPA. IPA, but it's not it. It's not very bitter, actually. Oh okay. Well, yeah, I want to try that. I, um, I uh, yeah, it is very synth wavy. The can I actually very I agree with yeah. that sentiment. Like those citra hops really cut into the the Idaho, and it doesn't Ooh. make it. It gives oh, it. Yeah, it no. gives it a citrusy version. Yeah, because I thought it was going to go like uh like uh pine car or like like pine scent air freshener yeah but it doesn't it rounds out really nicely yeah when you talk about flaking your wheat yeah uh i i imagine it's going to be huh. more bitter than i care i for, did but it's quite not good. hate that no it's very good, good I, job. I, I would i, I would personally give it a three but it's definitely a lot better than it should be oh <laughs> it's the oat i think it's the oat that's helping i that. think the yeah. oat yeah the I oat is cutting through that Absolutely. really pine needly I thing agree. yeah, yeah. Uh, Caleb, what are we talking about in this segment? Uh, well, we got two uh, nerd splainers and everyone vote getter. Mm-hmm. We got two suggestions that I thought kind of segued with each other. Uh, so Sean Whalen and Ukulele Herskavania both wanted to hear <laughs> the goat about the Cowboy Bebop live action. Nope. Uh, and Mark's Kevin wants to know what a remake owes to its original, which I imagine probably comes from the same. Ooh, yeah. um, so I'm going to synthesize here and explain why you don't need to care about it or anything else like it ever again. Um, because I haven't watched the Cowboy Beep Pro- 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 and I'm not going to. S- can I can I interject quickly because I've yeah. seen your formula here and I think it's very good. Mm-hmm. So I'm I want to let you roll. I literally finished OG Bebop. Like I just sat down and said, like, I'm going to do it. I finished it last week. Is that when I texted mm-hmm. you that I finished OG Bebop and just wrote like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I texted back finally in all caps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like OG Bebop, like rocked me. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going to pretend I've seen it. Uh, that's <laughs> fine. I yeah. have it. We can watch it. He did it for years. Well, it's yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'd seen like eight episodes and I thought, no, I get it. But so I watched all 26. Uh, is it Ganymede Elegy? Is mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Ganymede Elegy is... Be like water, that one? Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, the last episode? No, it's no, like episode no. like 10 or 11. Okay. Um, uh, Ganymede Elegy is not not just my favorite Bebop episode. Ganymede Elegy might be one of the five best episodes of television I've ever seen. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, like as my, uh, Bebop does this really great thing where it's also like a really good noir bit, mm-hmm. and Ganymede Elegy is like, did you want some noir? Um, so I finished OG Bebop. Was so over the moon about it. It absolutely wrecked me. Then I thought, okay, one of the reasons I watched OG Bebop is because I wanted to watch John Cho live action Bebop because I love John Cho, love mm-hmm. the idea. Started it, got 20 minutes into it, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching this. Like, 
<laughs> I fucking loathed what they were doing. And at the end of that 20 minutes, it became clear to me that they asked a question, could we do a live action bebop? The answer to that question was, mm, maybe. And that was it. Like, that was the end of that conversation at a, for, from a production level. Okay, so from the 20 minutes you saw, yeah. and you've seen the, epi- the the animated episode it was based on, obviously, yeah. right? Episodes. Episode. Okay, so one live action is equal multiple. So I um, ended up watching about 35 minutes of the first episode. Okay. And so I say all that to know, like, and I'm sure someone's going to at me and what tell me. What does it correlate that it to the it. animated Close yeah, up. what it does is it takes like the Poorly. interesting elements of the first three episodes uh-huh. of the animated film, and it's oh, okay. like, what if we change some of the backstory involved here and shove them all together into a little like to go box of Cowboy Bebop? And I hated that. So yeah, I mean, I think this also goes. With this. It seems that whenever uh, uh, Hollywood wants to remake an animated thing, in particular, into a live action thing, they're just like, wouldn't it be cool if you see the exact same thing you saw in the cartoon? But with real people and worse and well, because you yeah. can't. Well, be, it's worse because they don't. It's just a translator. It's literal, like a well, literal translation. It, but here's the weird thing. It's not a medium. It's not a literal yeah. translation. Okay. They change some of the. So Faye, for example. Yeah, they change the uh. way Faye ends up in the in, in the bebop universe. Mm-hmm. And they make Faye, at least in the limited minutes I've seen, utterly annoying. Mm. which is just like not the bit. And so um, I was disinterested. I will probably not watch the rest of it uh, because Cowboy Bebop has been solved for me. But Caleb, yeah, I think you've got, a, yeah, yeah. you've got a good bit here on why the Netflix model specifically is prone to ruining content like this. Yeah, I, I know it's bad to review something you haven't seen, but like, here's the thing. You, <laughs> you don't We've have We've been doing to, it for five years. <laughs> you don't have to see this because you know what it is already. Just because like, if it rains a certain amount, I know where the water is going to go. Like, uh-huh. there are structures and channels. The physics. Yeah. And it's going to channel it into certain stuff. And um, so there are structural reasons that this Netflix... Netflix version, what we're calling it. I call it a live action sure. version, yeah. but structurally, it's probably going to be on Netflix. Yes. Uh, it's always going to be bad. And I think they're true for everything. And we could use Bebop as sort of a this is going to happen because we know because it happened to Bebop. And here's all these other things that Netflix has done at this point yeah. where the exact same thing happened. Death yeah. Note. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. first thing, most obvious thing in specifics to the anime but it doesn't have to be specific to the anime because Netflix will pick up anything from anywhere is Americanization Uh, or as Tim Rogers would put it uh, music for people who don't like music (laughs) Uh, or as uh, our books for people who hate reading Um, the Americanization problem is going to instantly going to lose you some stuff Mm -hmm. so in the Cowboy Bebop remake um, you've got the intentionally American graphic text yes. of the intro to show the multiculturalism of it, yeah. to give you all of the backstory yeah. of the gate thing and expect you to painstakingly go over it so you learn the backstory of Kobe Bebop, and then never doing exposition. Right. Never, Ooh. ever. Whereas the live action is just puts that all in kanji and also doesn't do exposition. Right. Yep. yep. Um, so you're just confused. Yeah. Um, You've got the preemptive fan service. Yep. Um, and by this, I don't mean like, uh, you know, Faye's outfit needs to be skimpy again. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that, like, when you have a long existing property, it uh, fractures. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people, mm, my yeah. favorite is Spike. Yeah. My favorite is this. My favorite is that. Um, and when you're intentionally making something to appeal to that fan base, it is a corporate mindset right. of give something to everybody. And so now everybody has an arc. Yeah. Guess what doesn't need an arc? 
most characters in anything you're going to make with a live action. Definitely Cowboy Bebop. Uh, you know who doesn't need arcs? Um, the villains in Iron Fist don't yeah. need arcs. <laughs> right. uh, that that didn't need yeah. to happen. Um, the mm-hmm. yeah, all, that doesn't need to happen. You're but, taking these intentionally flat, iconic characters and giving them these arcs because you're trying to appeal to well, somebody on fanfic.net writes yeah. a forty mm. chapter thing about this person, so we got to include something for everybody. And, and I I think that's such a good observation. And it's not just about introducing arc where arc doesn't exist. But it's about taking arc that might exist over time and cramming it into a small window. So, for example, one of the the amazing things to me about OG Bebop is the backstory between Spike and Vicious over 26 episodes is really covered in, like, four episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they are not together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like episode four, episode 14, episode 25, and 26. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Right. Um this uh, this thing appears to do want to do it in eight minutes. Like this Oof. is how you, and it's just like don't like right. that. The patience of original Bebop is one of its virtues, mm-hmm. mm. and and I think your your note here that you know when you're going to do lesser number of episodes, when you're going to try to cram a bunch of fan tokens together, you've got to tie them together somehow so it doesn't seem random. Yeah, uh, other structural things fit to binge, so the idea yeah, of absolutely. watching something online um, in these translations uh, so I, I would say this probably isn't in the Death Note remake, but um, the the yeah, fit to binge problem, if we want to talk about Daredevil, the entire Daredevil franchise, which are adaptations from comic books, very similar Yeah, um, you get these scenes of uh, endless talking yeah. because mm. In a serialized drama that doesn't use the medium of live action, it is much cheaper to do things that are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And yet you are required to have a certain amount of content by literal mass, by weight of film. Gotta have. uh, In order to do the fit to binge. And so in Bebop, you get vicious scenes, which you know who doesn't need scenes humanizing him? The guy whose sole purpose in Cowboy Bebop is literally named Vicious. (laughs) To be evil (laughs) and cut people up with a katana. Yeah. Um, uh, I call it the Teeth Mitchum problem because it's the uh, the <laughs> yeah. corporate, the entire yeah. corporate thing in yeah. the first of Iron Fist that yeah. takes up literally half of it is yeah. people talking in boardrooms <sighs> in your kung fu fight. Right. Um, and of course they put it in Cowboy Bebop because it's a structural thing. Like, mm-hmm. you can't afford that many space battles. No. Um, even with a budget like that. So, and then there's just the lost translations that are going to occur in almost anything, yeah. but they're going to occur with all those structural things. So. Yeah. Um, time and theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother's Basement did a really good review of this, and they talked about mm. how the A capness of the initial Bebop yeah. is gone completely, just completely mm. erased. Like, uh, there's some bad cops, but some good cops trying to uh. change it from the no, city. yeah, no, and, and, no. Bounty, and bounty hunters are noble because they left the system no. for the bed. Yeah, nope, nope, all that lost. And uh, when you take Nanko Bandai translating it for weebs in the mall. <laughs> In the late '90s, they don't give a fuck. Like right. you're, you're not, you're not franchise. No one's going to worry about your opinion. They're yeah. going to translate, and it's pretty a cab yeah. as a show. Yeah, Netflix, that size doesn't oh, translate. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, well, it's like the like you said, Death Note. Like uh, Netflix made a Death Note movie, and it was mm-hmm. fucking terrible because they put <laughs> two seasons of a series in a thing, yeah. and it was awful. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure in Japan there's three movies uh, that cover the one season of Death Note that were made uh, that aren't as bad. Like they're not they're dated, right? But, but it, not it's not bad. just it's here's a, here is an yeah. entire season of an anime in an hour. Good luck. Yeah. 
uh, all these things that make the mystery a mystery, which is the whole point of watching Death Note, is like the the the, the whole uh, what's going on, who knows what, like uh, the explanation of all these rules, yeah. and then the like the extra rules, and then they start using those, and like all of that's just gone in that fucking Netflix mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. It exists in the the three part uh, Japanese ones, mm-hmm. yeah. like yep. It, trying to yeah. throw, I can't wait for the One Piece movie where they put a thousand episodes into <laughs> ninety minutes. Just, it's gonna happen one Weirdly day. Enough, it's gonna fucking at, happen. Uh, uh, Crunchyroll is thinking about maybe getting a subscription. Said, "Oh, we have One Piece available. Twelve hundred fourteen episodes available yep. of the anime." Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, you you know though about like uh, you know making the ACAB or like making oh, there's a good cop in the the live action. Uh, it reminds me of uh, something I heard about the Disney remake or the uh, uh, the new Mary Poppins they did with like Emily Blunt a couple oh, of years yeah, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at the very the, the whole plot revolves, oh, we're going to lose our house because of this rich guy. They add a there's a, not just a bad rich guy, there's a good rich guy. There it is. And Mary Poppins uh, and they win by appealing to the good rich guy mm-hmm. that the uh, that they should keep Tony their Stark house. Tony yeah. Stark will save us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like uh, <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Like, Everyone remembers the sound of music where the good nazis snuck them out i think that's coming um, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the disney right. remake yeah. is coming soon yeah. yeah um there's the language issue which is always yeah. going to be there in any kind of translation from a different culture yeah. it's especially bad in this one mm-hmm. um yeah. i've heard i hear pretty much most of spike's like crunchy eastern mysticism process characters gone and then when you take that out of the fact that like Wanatabi's intentionally writing noir yeah. mixed with Eastern traditions, and then mm-hmm. it turns into welcome to the ouch motherfucker soy weedonisms of bullshit. Yes. Um, just deaf, deaf translation. Just yeah. like the yeah. same reason you don't let bad translators touch a poetry book. Like yeah. um, so that's going on there, and that's uh that's specific to Bebop and anything that goes cross-cultural. Yeah. But it's gonna happen every it's, time Netflix has absolutely like, well. Like um Daredevil often doesn't get Catholicism. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Even though that is central to Daredevil. Um uh then there's going to be possibility. So that opening scene, yes. which I have also watched because yeah. I At saw the casino. A, a fucking travesty. Cuz what they're trying to recreate yeah. is they're trying to combine um the devolution uh eco-terrorist plot mm-hmm. with the intro to the Cowboy Bebop movie, yeah. which is one of the most sublime 5 minutes of anime ever drawn to screen. Like Every individual can in that fucking convenience store drawn in mind-blowing numbers and numeracy and then exploding in gunfire and getting people thrown through it. And what do they do? They put John Cho in a badly carpeted casino lobby and have him run around uh, escaping machine gunfire in essentially a blank space because you know what's a lot easier to set dress? A blank space yeah. full of carpet. Totally. Um, so the possibility thing always limits it. And then lastly, this is the one that is the most grating to me, is the idea of vision when directors have to put their own stamp on things. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it when they change the story. Like, I'm not bitching about like, well, it's not exactly what they did. I wish they, I, I I wish they, they would have done a more. different thing. Um, <laughs> like, a, like, genuinely, I wish they wouldn't have tried to redo Bebop episodes yeah. I wish they would have done different Bebop stories. I would have been infinitely less offended. But the yeah. vision mm-hmm. thing um, is when you get the very look and the aesthetic of it, because often they get it wrong and they think they want to do a fan service and a translation. They translate the plot obsessively yeah. and they do nothing to translate the look. 
So mm-hmm. you get stuff like um, the 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 Punisher by the lady who yep. thought the Punisher caused all school shootings. Yep. <laughs> uh, you get Schumacher's Batman. Yeah. What if it was more neon? And then, speaking of Schumacher's Batman, you get the Cowboy Bebop director who says, what if everything was a Dutch angle? Yeah. What uh, if everything was a fucking Dutch angle yeah. like I was in film school? And it's just disgusting and disorienting and awful. Mm -hmm. And what do you get to watch in that Dutch angle? You get to watch two people having a domestic dispute in a boardroom rather than Spike Spiegel (laughs) or like a quiet spacescape with jazz behind it uh, or people talking over the music. Exactly. Um, And here's the thing. It's not Cowboy Bebop's fault. It is the fault of trying to do this. It is the... The idea that, like, hey, this thing, it needs to be done our way so mm-hmm. we can make more money. It's always going to be bad, and it's always going to be bad in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Just like the water is always going to come out of that fucking pipe when it rains. Yep. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad you didn't watch it. Just don't. Yeah. Just, just don't. <laughs> yeah. That's my argument. No, I'm with you. Be- Bebop was perfect. Let it be. Like, mm-hmm. that's where it is. Yes. Yeah. We solved it. Yeah. Just watch Hunter x Hunter. That's on uh, Netflix, so and it's only 148 so episodes. It's so good. <laughs> It's real. It's worth it. It's worth watching all 104. I'm being sincere. I I personally can't wait for yeah. the live action JoJo attempt. Yes, that is, uh, they, there's live action JoJo uh, Japanese movie. I want to see the wire rigs of people leaning back to pose. I, I want the I special effects the Japanese feature. I will. I will say this right yeah. now publicly on a very popular podcast. Uh-huh. We just have to find one. I will wow. be in a live action JoJo remake. I, I'll be honest. I don't think your spine can take it. I volunteer. I don't think you have the spine limberness. I volunteer as tribute. I will break we, myself. We can find the character for you. Are there uh, that yeah. many gymnasts? The character yeah. is JoJo. Okay. Ross, you're go- solved. <laughs> you're, which JoJo are you going to be? New one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. New JoJo. You're doing a JoJo yeah. fan fiction film. Okay. I will. I, yeah, I got this. Okay. I believe we you. need people who know how to write and people who know how to film and do sound. We're two thirds of the way there. We're anyway, if you got to watch Netflix, watch Stone Ocean instead. Um, that that's my. Oh favorite. yeah, that's a new show. Too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ross, what are you drinking? All right, there's a story to this particular uh, beer. This yeah, is a bomber is. of Hellbender from Garage Project, uh, Aro Street from Aro Street, Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, so when I went to Australia for the first time in 2019, we went to Maddie and I went to 2019. Yes, uh, two years ago, uh, we went to Melbourne, and uh, a very nice Mix Six listener, uh, Grant. Uh, not only met up with us, uh, we had a lovely evening drinking beers with him. Uh, he also gave us a free ride in a hot air balloon. Um, and as a parting gift, he gave us this bottle of Hellbender barley wine, uh, 11.2% alcohol. And it says here, there's flavor text. I'm not going to quote all of it. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, what will it taste like in a year, two years, more? Will you find out or will it be too much for you? So you could age it. Uh, as we much definitely as you, did yeah, that. Yeah, we definitely did that. It's it been, says that it dares yeah. you on the bottle. Oh, you forgot yeah, the yeah. first sentence. Yeah. You are about to be tested. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, get over Wait, yourself. Where does it say that if you, that if more than 50% of players choose to leave, you don't have to drink this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, will you yield to temptation? Which will it be? Your time starts now. This was bottled in October 
2018, according to this. Cool. And uh, I finally uh, decided to. What better day than my birthday? Than your birthday? Than to try this. Uh, oh, uh, it has got a scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy balls! It is man. very strong. They are drinking it. Well, Ross is drinking it. Well, Spencer's Spencer joined. Yeah, psyched himself up. What? Yeah, it's yeah. Not bad. They're no. making the mere yeah. face. Like, I, if you imagine what that sound looks like on a person, yeah. that's the face they just. Yeah. Made. You want that it's after waiting for, three years for something? Actually, yeah. like you yeah. get an interesting, really right. complex flavor with the nose. I yeah, was not yeah. expecting it to go that way. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually it's it's a very it's nice very drink. mild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. I do yeah. too. Oh, hello. Yeah. yeah. Is that all of it, or can no? I there's lost? there's still some more in, uh, in the bottle. Hell yeah! It's, it is it is delightfully complex. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff going on in. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, that's uh, right. It's not perfect, but it it. I mean, for one thing, for 11.2 percent. I do not taste the alcohol uh, or very little. So like, they get you. Yeah, yeah. They, no, this is going to yeah. destroy me. Yeah. No, I'm good. Um, but like, it's really. Well, nice. also, it has yeah. been sitting there for two years. So Maddie might be tasting all of the alcohol. <laughs> depending <laughs> on how it's yeah, the, bo- we'll the bottom see. of that thing. Yeah. If I'm a- smashed in the next section, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's uh, what well, um, this is done. <laughs> so I would say it is worth the wait. It's a nice birthday gift uh, from Grant. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, even the bottom of the bottle, that's real, real nice. I, yeah, yeah. I, I am surprised by Damn. that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, now I don't want to say it's a five because it, it's not knocking me out of my socks. No, but it's, it's really, it's a really nice uh, beer. So, yeah. Well, in terms of things in large bottles, people have brought you specifically. <laughs> this is certainly near the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think that warrants calling mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, hey, we're into living with humans, and Stephen Lee, the GOAT, asks, Gents, I'm hoping to move into an apartment this month. Congratulations. I hope to have a small housewarming party to celebrate, so I turn to you. Uh, you know. Hey, uh, we have an expert here. Yeah. What ingredients should go together for a nice get-together? And then Ethan Cordray asks, if you're stocking up your bar slash beer fridge for a big old holiday party, mm. what are your essentials, and what are some sneaky good party picks? So my guess is here in combining these, the the the, the kind of central question is, if you were going to stock up for a get together at home, holiday maybe related, what do you do? Well, um, I think for Stephen's question, uh, you got to acknowledge that a housewarming party has a specific sociological function, um, and that is first and foremost motivating you to unpack. Yes, that is the only reason to have one, <laughs> um, and it's also the only way you're going to unpack. Yeah. So. Um, when you're going to have a housewarming party, the point of doing it is because being a good host right. and then psychologically motivating yourself to unpack, there's a synergy there. And it's a very limited time scale. So just bullying yeah. yourself. So, you, yep. yeah, you have to strike. Yep. So um, you're going to have to cook something. Mm-hmm. You're also going to have to present things that are uncooked, some sort of chips and some sort which means what, what di- we call perhaps some charcuterie. charcuterie. Yeah. <laughs> which means uh, dishes wise, you're going to need. Uh, the ability to cook those things. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to need something to present them in dishes wise. So yep. you're halfway undone there. Correct. Um, you're also going to have a number of drinks because why are you having a housewarming party if there's no booze there? Right. I'm not yep. coming. Right. Um, so uh, that's all your glasses and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, you got to get that ready. And also the place needs to not look like utter trash. Yep. You don't have to do everything. That's right. But bare minimum, you need, you know, dinner table. You need TV or some sort of sound system yep. to have something on so it's Absolutely. not just a blank room. 
Um, and you are going to set yourself for the bare minimum of habitability. Yep. You've got uh, things like that. So I would really focus on that. Um, and you need and to unpack the spaces yeah. and focus on those spaces. Yeah, exactly. Not every room needs to be totally done. The rooms that people are going to be in need to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, because that's the thing. You're unpacking shit that you're not going to use exactly. every day. Exactly. The shit you're going to use every day will take care of itself. Yep. Uh, but the reason to have a housewarming party is to sort of uh, emotionally and socially blackmail yourself into opening that box yep. rather than going in and fetching one ditch at a time. Mm-hmm. All those things that you want to hang on the wall, you better hang them on the wall or else <laughs> your walls are going to be bare. That's People right. are going to be like, oh, it's, uh, it's uh, nice. Real quaint. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, yep, simple. A minimalist look. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're going yeah. for? Real yeah, bread yeah. box. So yeah. uh, I, I would honestly, for Stephen, recommend simplifying there. Like, recognize the sociological function of a housewarming party. It's not for your friends. But everything you're going to do for your friends is also for you. Right. Because otherwise it's going to sit in that box. Because let's face it, moving fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, now, what do you stock up on? Yeah. Ooh. This is important. This is important. I think if Seasick Crocodile is there, that's a no-brainer. Absolutely it is. It's got novelty. It's yeah. got a holiday theme. Right. And unlike most things that are holiday themed in the beard world, it's not trash. Yep. That's right. Uh, it actually tastes really good. Most festive beer is awful. Mm-hmm. Seasick Crocodile is great. So a couple things to think about when you're stocking up. One is, so what I would do is I would sit down and I would just do a quick run around in my head. What kinds of drinkers are you inviting? Okay, you oh, got, yeah, yeah. You got mm-hmm. a couple people who are just going to want to have a bottle in their hand, don't care what it is. Honestly, by the cheapest thing you can find. Miller Light, Bud mm-hmm. Light, Bush Light, doesn't matter. That shit comes in 12 packs or greater. Yep. Buy like one of them so that those people can just sip on stuff all night. And those people will generally grab for those because they know the name of it. Exactly They're right. not going to grab yep. like your fancy shit because that scares them. Right. You need to grab... So here's your ratio. Uh, 50%... Standard domestic. Basic Third, bitch. Yeah, stuff, basic yeah. bitch. Mm-hmm. 30% seasick crocodile stuff. So craft beer, but not so exclusive and hard to find that you'll never see it again. Not like a bottle of a Braxis. Don't make anyone feel guilty for taking something out of your fridge. Right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So 30% of your like more craft favorites, but stuff that isn't super impossible to find. Okay. Then the last 20% is important. 10% stuff that you hide and you only share when specific people come over. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, thanks for coming. Here's something I've really wanted you to try. Yes. Oh, the McKenna 10. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. And then 10% just random liquor. Yep. Honestly, buy a fireball bucket or something. Uh, buy a cheap bottle of McCormick. It doesn't matter. I would argue you need like bar basics. Like vodka, gin, bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that's it. Gin and tonic. Uh, have a yeah, like yeah. have a bottle, tonic. like a two liter bottle of tonic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have limes just already pre cut up. Yeah. Just on a little like thing. Just but I would suggest at least one cocktail. Like learn to make oh, sure. one thing. Yeah. And then if somebody else wants to be mixologist, right. you have and, whatever and if you, you need. If you don't right. want to do it all night, pre mix a cocktail and put it in a little uh, serving oh, the, container. The, like a simple sangria or a punch. Yeah. Will work oh, really well, and it's sangria. super yeah. basic. We pour college students called it jungle juice yeah I would, I would also keep it like uh sangria something with mezcal not yeah. like um there's gonna be some weird boomer guy who wants alcoholic eggnog great no he can bring he, his own he can bring his own yeah nothing nothing with milk yeah uh nothing like overly christmasy if you want the christmas gimmick stick yeah. it to the seaside it's crack. not a christmas party right yeah. that's right um now here's two other things i want to say one 
be smart about snacks. Look, it's COVID. People might be weird. Okay. So maybe not everybody's going to love like stick our hand in a chip bowl, but you got to have some stuff set out because mm-hmm. snacking helps the party go on. You need to unpack them tongs too. Baby. Unpack them tongs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, here, <laughs> let's talk about ambiance. Okay. One, no overhead lighting. Absolutely no overhead lighting for a, for like a get together, an evening party. Well, you got them LEDs. Okay, but if it's a soft glow LED, yeah. But you don't want like a fluorescent, oh, like yeah. bright white. Yeah. So if you can string up some nice white Christmas bulbs, uh, yep. uh, keep something a little ambient and a little bit like warm, but partyish. And and this is very important. We talk about ambiance. Take the time to put together a good playlist. Yes. Take the time to put and, together. And a if good you playlist. don't. For the love of God, stick to lo-fi Christmas. Hundred percent. Do not do actual Christmas songs. No. Do not make me sit through whatever nightmare. Maybe it's cold outside. Yep. A billionth time. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there is a lot in making uh, just a simple playlist to throw on at any function That's right. ever. Like I That's have a right. playlist on my Spotify. Like. Uh, pass me the aux cable that won't ruin the party. Right. Mm-hmm. That is that yes. playlist because all the songs, you will never get your attention drawn to them, but they're never not popular enough. People have no idea what's playing. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. You never want to be distracted by the music in a moment like that, but mm. you always need to have it there so it doesn't feel like there's a lull. Exactly. Yep. Okay, but consider this. Mall soft Christmas music vaporwave. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> have you can really thought about it? Okay. What? what well, actually, what happened was so when like you said Christmas mall music. Soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So played. So it sounds like it's you're. It's a field recording from a mall. There's right. crowd sounds, right? And it's a little weird and yep. fucked up yep. and kind of creepy. Yep. And it's it's uh, perfect for a party. I would also. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Suggest he's just moving on from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I would also suggest a. Um, I don't know. I, I want to call it a decoy activity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Something to do. Say you're inviting people over for games or it's a dinner party or you guys are going to watch something. Smart. Um, but don't be like, well, it's on at eight o'clock. We have to all be seated or no. anything like that. Um, you want that for uh, just millennial social anxiety. Yes. Uh, if you if you invite me to a housewarming party, no. Yep. Absolutely not. Yep. I feel like I need like bring the wife over. We got to break a pie. There's all sorts of like weird 1950s right. expectations. That, there's also up. the weird thing of do I bring a gift? Right. Yes. Am I expected to bring a gift? Yeah. Because you're gonna get a baby succulent and you're gonna hate me yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Make it anything else. Any other reason to yeah. meet? Uh, uh, like it could be the most seriously set up Jenga. party game. Yeah. yeah. Jenga. Anything you want. Um, we are gonna come over and play games at my new place to break mm. it in. Yep. Is way better than housewarming party yeah um because there's all sorts of like weird like implications to that yep. from like old people parties yeah like you've probably been to a housewarming party as a kid and i'll assure you you probably hated it yeah um <laughs> yep. like don't don't even like touch on those associations nope. yeah some sort of decoy activity even if you end up skipping it and laying it down and not doing it for the rest of the night that's just a sign you did a good party and the decoy yeah. activity to be clear is not dancing like that's oh, no. not a no, thing no. okay <laughs> This isn't Rick Moranis' apartment in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Shit ain't happening like that, man. Okay? What if you have a large basement that people can't dance in? That's great. And here's the thing. If you have that, then you got to go for it. When people walk down there, it needs to be neon and strobe lights and the two biggest speakers they've ever been offended and by. And also, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Not a housewarming party. No, okay? just yeah, a party. The second you have a dance floor, yeah. not a housewarming party. Okay. And that would be fun Good as point. shit. 
Yeah. Invite people over for that party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I come over in like a fucking, you know, like quarter zip oh. with like a cheap bottle of wine that I felt obligated oh. to get you and they're like the raves downstairs, I'm going to be super mad at you. Oh, so uh, one of my friends had a housewarming party that was actually like stupidly cool. It was a help me build my fucking furniture housewarming party. It's uh, like we we because uh, we're all studying engineering at this time, so we're just fucking nerds. I don't know, but like we went there and like it was told in the invitation this would happen. We weren't like ambushed with it, mm-hmm. but it was that like oh yeah, I leave if you ambush. oh yeah yeah you 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 spring this on your guests, you're a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of those like oh I've got like all these flat packs because I I just built like uh, they're they're moving from like a house share to their yeah. own house for the first place. So like they, all their like couches and bullshit were in place, but like the the dining table shelves so and stuff smart. like that. That we had teams building things together in races, and like the winners would get there was like like mini cocktail prizes, and like all these little things for different events. That was like a really fun way to one build all your fucking furniture, yeah, and like two like we had activities to do. Like we wanted to eat that like night, so we had to yeah. build the dinner table and all the six chairs with it. And, like, it was that, like, there was, uh, like, ten of us. So, like, the six, it was just like, all right, you're all going to build your chairs and go. And they, like, scanned and copied the IKEA, um, like, pamphlets. They'd gotten extra Allen keys uh, or separated the bits you needed into piles. And I, it was like, be perfect clear, you got to be careful who you invite to that party. You invite oh yeah, me. You got to know your. You're about to get a real fucked up chair, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. you got to know your people. Yeah, but like I'm that have was leftover pieces. That was kind of a really fun so thing to do. So a housewarming party like, where we record a podcast before we get the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I had a friend kind of do the opposite, which was invite me over for a hangout, and he actually wanted me to help him pack. Ooh. And that was not made clear. Ooh, that's even worse. And that's the opposite. That and is, oh, at that point, I'm like, you don't need this. You I'm throwing right. everything. And out. that party sucks. Yeah, you don't so, need shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah huh. I am. I am bidding uh, everything that, you, you want. You could do all sorts of stuff though, like um, uh, prizes is just trash you were gonna throw away. Like, yeah. What yeah. Weird things did you accumulate at your old place? Uh, hey, you get this. You're just dumping them in the dumpster as yeah. you walk out of yep. the apartment. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, like, moving here, uh, I, I realized I had a lot of possessions I don't need to bring with me. Yep. And I was just like, to my friends, I'm like, who wants a Nintendo 64? Because mm-hmm. I'm not about to buy a TV <laughs> that can play that right. and have a power converter that won't explode it. And mm-hmm. like, I was just like, yeah, who wants this? Who wants a Super Nintendo? Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, who wants this surround sound? Uh, like, it works well. Computer system speakers. I'm not about to put in my two cases I'm bringing to America. Right. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't need this shit. Yep. Who wants it? Like, Can go away. Yeah. Um, hey, now that we've planned all the perfect parties, you're welcome. Yeah, Enjoy you're welcome. yourself. Thanks for the invite. Hey. Both of you. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to get more beer. Maddie Gibbons, as your first official beer on the Mix Six podcast of an uh, American resident ish, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking Torn Label Brewing Co. High Thai, that is High T A I, uh, India Pale Ale. It is a. Uh, it's true? Through? Mm-hmm. Through India Pale Ale, brewed with cherry juice, lime zest, and orange peel. Cherry juice? Mm. Cherry juice intrigues me. I, I, it sounds you know, 
if I can make a prediction, this is not going to be a three. He's yeah, gonna, I agree. Yeah, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's got to be real good. Yeah, or bad. I think Ross is on to something there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. she's drinking it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. See? Mm. Yep. Oh, that's that is not bitter at all. Like, there's a bit of it on the end. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting. Can I try that? Yeah, absolutely. I want to go out on a limb. I mean, I want to try it too. Yeah, this there's, is the first IPA we've had with cherry in it. There, yeah, like yeah. you get the cherry. The common. cherry lives. The cherry lives on. It's but none of it. None it of it stands out. It's not on the nose. You don't like, smell. Well, because it's the, it, they're clear, they're doing the mai tai bit, which like is not a drink that I'm super into. But I they've leaned the into like some tropical. I get flavor. like a citrus. This I, I don't get the, the cherry. Orange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting the lime. It's nice, yeah. but it's really nice. It doesn't taste like anything else. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will give it that. Um, it is unique. Flavor. If it was on tap, I would I would be getting a couple of these. Oh uh, my yeah. god, I really want this on tap. Uh, yeah. What's your rating? Uh. Ooh. Going back in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. I'm not going to go out of my way to get it again. Yeah. But God, it's good. It sounds so, like four. Yeah, it's absolutely a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can like, I, I? What was that again on the rating system? Uh, four is a uh oh uh gift card purchases. Oh yeah. yeah. No, this is absolutely <laughs> getting your like secondary tasks yeah. done while you're doing something. While more. you're there. Yeah, uh, that's what this beer. Do you is. know what that beer tastes like to me? Like, what if you poured an IPA into a mellow yellow? That's oh, what that yeah. beer tastes uh-huh, like to uh-huh. me. Like and a like, beer cocktail. Yeah, and yeah. like just enough of the mellow yellow hung around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could understand that that the situation if you go orange juice. I, I yes. don't know what a mellow yellow yeah, is. Yeah, okay. But yeah. Or, so orange juice is kind of like it. So mellow yellow is, mellow like, yellow is like a vaguely citrusy soda. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. 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 It, 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 like, it tastes like a cocktail that... Is a really bitter IPA that you've half and halved with orange juice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That is what this drink is, and it's very nice. That's a good note, yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, we're into Ask Mix 6, and Turtle asks, what are the mechanics slash factors you consider in obtaining ideal gifts for your friends? Ooh. Topical, given that here's where we are. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, fucking hell, let's go. Okay, so uh, in terms of gift giving... Um, uh, it's something that I struggle with every year. And it's horrible. It's horrible, and yet you don't want to fuck it up. Right. Um, like, the worst-case scenario is it's not, like, bad in the overall scheme of things. It's that they don't like your gift or they don't use your gift. And that, that it just feels – it's more personal. It's like, ah, I feel awful because I right. didn't get you something. I didn't get that, you a good gift. Yeah. I didn't get you a good gift. So um, what I've been more keenly aware of in the last few years than anything else yeah. is – what a burden it is to give people, anyone, a physical object. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, like more than anything else. So uh, like this year, last year and this year, uh, I am like if it's a physical gift, it has to be something utterly – it's better if it's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, something that is – Truly the Leland Payton school of gift giving. The Leland Payton. <laughs> I, I gave you a coffee table once when you were using a drying rack as a coffee table. It was not a drying <laughs> rack. <laughs> You couldn't put things on it without them falling through. You could the, if the, they were wide enough. If you put your enough. layers of right. newspaper down. Yeah. Can confirm the Maddie coffee table greater than old Ross Oh, no, no, table. yeah, no. Yeah. It's definitely an upgrade. Yeah. So, uh, like, can I just say yeah. we don't use Leland for anything on this? The Leland rubric yeah, no. is unique. It's not a rubric. It's a single <laughs> box. <laughs> Uh, is there only okay, so one if, of this if, thing? It is yeah, not a I, dial. I do like that all of my clothing is now hung up in a wardrobe that also has a real human skull in it. Yeah. Uh, well, now it's blessed. Yeah, that's right. Don't forget that. 
<laughs> the skull's watching over your clothing. It's uh, fine. Yeah, uh-huh. it's definitely fine. It's fine. Um, so if it's a physical object, it should be something that is unique or an upgrade of an existing thing that yeah. they, you know that the, the, that person needs. Or something so, that they've specifically mentioned. Oh, like yeah. my bookshelf is full. Like uh, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm looking to get a new one. And you know that you had one, something that like they might yeah. have mentioned solves a problem that so, they would like to upgrade. Yeah, and so what I'm trying to do, like this last year and this year, is uh, uh, also experimenting with digital gifts, right? Like getting them, like uh, like I got my parents a subscription to the Car- uh, Criterion Channel, uh, oh, with, yeah. which is a streaming thing for art movies, which they do appreciate. Totally. Uh, I don't know. They have used it. I don't know how often, but like. So I may look at something else. Uh, one that didn't like one that my brother appreciated was uh, I got him a subscription to Masterclass, mm-hmm. which is also like online classes and you know lectures and things Sponsored like that. Sponsored by Skillshare.com. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and my brother appreciated that because he'd already been curious about that, but he was just too busy with his life to like really uh, uh, utilize it. So I'll probably get him something different this yeah. year. But like, um, so I feel like that's the main thing is. Don't get them a gift and just like burden them with something like make sure if it's a physical thing that like you think that it's something they will appreciate or use or like not just throw in a corner and be burdened with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's that's my biggest thing more than anything else. Use factor. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Well, just not be a burden. Don't be a burden. Think about things that your friends like to do. Like, does your friend really like making cocktails? Give them a really nice glassware set. Give them a cocktail mixing thing. Give them a recipe book of cocktails or a nice bottle of something yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah like a mixer like, not ask, even necessary. like hey what what mi- like yeah what in your mix do you normally get the like mm-hmm. this like can i get you something from that uh like this specify things that, like if your friend constantly has a hobby or an interest that requires a lot of gear yeah yeah yeah, I'm of the opinion that um, sometimes, I, I think, like, at least for me, I get caught up in, like, I need to get a gift that suggests I know you deeply and differently than other people know you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, actually, sometimes the greatest gift that I could get Caleb, for example, is, like, a metagames gift card, because I know he's going to go to metagames, and I know that it'll do something How for dare you. you? I know. <laughs> I know. Offensive, indeed. <laughs> uh, and so sometimes I think there's this, like, don't outsmart yourself. Like, mm. if you know it will get used, that th- that is important. And sometimes just solving a day-to-day problem for people is the greatest gift. And so getting them something like a bookshelf, like, hey, I've complained about bookshelves. Yep. I need storage space. Hey, I found a great bookshelf or something like that. You know what I mean? And so I um, don't outsmart yourself all the time. I actually think sometimes it's easier. Were I writing this question? Turtle wrote a great question, so I'm not. uh, I actually think the harder question to answer is what do you say when people ask you what you want for a gift? Oh, I hate that. That's like the worst yeah. thing that, that you can ask me. Like, what do you want for Christmas? Like, I don't really want anything. Suddenly right. I like nothing. Yeah. I have no hobbies right. and I do nothing with my life. I just sit in a void. Yeah. And I'm like, Christmas. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and so, so in those moments for myself, I go, well, what are things I do all the time and would make my life easier if someone gave me something to make my life easier doing those things? Mm. And I don't think that's like necessarily a bad path to take. Oh, it's like, uh, it's Ross's birthday today. Uh, his parents were asking, what do you want for your birthday? Right. And, uh, cause I now live here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to the gym together. So Ross's old membership was like, you know, the punch card, whatever thing he could take a guest every now and then. Yeah. We're like, man, a family membership yeah. to the gym. There you go. Where we can just go whenever the <laughs> hell we want yep. with both of us there for the entire year. 
super, super helpful for Very both functional, of us. yes. Uh, it's something that we want. It's something that's going to improve lifestyle. Yep. Uh, and like, just yep. putting stuff towards that. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Very one, thoughtful. One year, uh, Caleb and Sarah, who knew that I were go- I was going to a lot of meetings for a period of time, my life was just going to other people's meetings and running them. Ugh. Which is, it's really something to be energized by that. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb wisely, like Caleb and Sarah got me like uh, a subscription for or like a like a delivery service for really great socks, like really Mm. interesting and novel socks you could wear in a suit style setting. And for years, the most distinct thing about me as a human was socks because of that. And that was great. It was functional. I hated going to those meetings some days, but at least I got to put on socks that had space invaders on them. Yeah. And so it was just one of those things that was like super functional, made my day to day easier, suggested that they knew me, but not like in some weird, like one time you mentioned this one thing that might be meaningful to you. I don't, I don't think think functionality is the key. Like I I think think functionality is helpful. It is certainly, but I think the, main thing is you're trying to exceed a metric and Mm -hmm. that metric is what will the person buy normally because like the factor of gift giving in the modern day is like it's a button press away yeah whatever you want don't get me bottled water yeah yeah, whatever you want is a button press away so like everyone's hard to shop for now yes and so how do you how do you exceed that well you got to exceed a metric so yeah you got to exceed cost that's the hardest one Mm -hmm. it is because you know friends are of the same class typically um, so that's where the gift card thing comes in. And I'm never going to poo poo you for giving me a gift card. Absolutely. If not. someone gets shitty at you, cause like, Oh, we're just unwrapping each other's gift card. Fuck you. Right. There, You're wrapping a hundred dollars, bitch. Yeah. Like, that's choice. Uh, <laughs> I, I found like there are some things if you're doing an experience, like experience gift cards are great. Like, uh, yes. you can get $50 vouchers to put towards skydiving. You or get a day spa, spa day. Yeah. Or, or yeah. even like Alamo. Like, but I mean, yeah, that's yeah. exceeding like, a metric. There, like, there are so many things there. Yeah, um, I would feel decadent if I bought this for myself. Yeah. Therefore, you did it. Yeah. Or um, um, this is so silly, I wouldn't buy it for myself. But, Therefore, you did it. You, yeah. You're trying to go beyond a metric of whatever their circle of things I will press so, the Amazon dot I have before. found when I'm buying gifts for people, if I'm doing something that... While I am doing it, I stop and go, my friend X would um, absolutely love this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I was halfway through my first gameplay of Unfair when I pulled out my phone and bought it for Caleb. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, no, this is the game for him. Like, it is that, like, like, I was just like, no. It's a really great game. Like, there, there are some things that, like, if during the moment you're in, you go, oh, my God. My my Sarah Tracy would love this. Remember that. Yeah. Maybe buy a gift card so she could also do yeah. that thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, Caleb, is that I should get Spencer a snake massage gift card. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. See the metric of the metric of fear. Yeah. yeah. That is what Leland would do. Yeah. You've yeah. really <laughs> tapped into your sort of folk way of uh-huh. gift giving. Uh, yeah. yeah. Leland as I understand it, would technically print off a picture of someone receiving a snake massage yeah, yeah, and then say, have you had a snake massage? That is actually exactly what he would do. Leland, that would be the gift. <laughs> Leland behaves like an undiscovered tribe. Yeah. yeah. Just like everything you think you know about human nature. Oh, yeah. He oh. is going to violate. No, you give gifts to make people overcome their fears. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's the right of passion. He, he is the uncle Every from year Gravity Falls. We do Falls. the feats of strength. Yeah, yeah. totally. We yeah. haven't even taken bets of like what he's going to give me this year. Well, it's impossible at this point yeah, yeah. because betting <laughs> betting suggests a limited number of outcomes. Wherein, <laughs> what is 
Is he going to get I don't something take for bets Maddie? on like what noun is going to come up yeah. when I throw a dictionary <laughs> I, at the I wall. I think the trick. Like, oh, I point, really want to see what your dad gets me for here, Christmas. Here's what we need to do. We need to come up with a conventional scale, one to ten. Ten is utter shock. Never could have prevent. Never could have predicted gonna it. It's going to be something weirdly Australian. Right. And one is oh, yeah. totally could have seen this coming. Oh, and then so we take bets over class. under on the scale. It's that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we do five point. That's that's fine. That, yeah. we're five point. Right? And then we do a five point shock scale. Yeah, and and a if five is. Uh, Nazi metal. Right. <laughs> exactly. uh, it was Italian fascist. Yeah. For the record, yeah. they were yeah. Italian. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so different. Right. Certainly a question of country of origin. Uh, yeah, and so what we do is we One take is bets like on the... One is like gift card. Right. Like an actual same gift. Yeah. yeah. And then we do take bets on the over-under, like 3.5 mm-hmm. on the scale. Uh, and then you just have to honestly fill out the, the worksheet to determine mm-hmm. where it actually landed. That's our best bet here. Okay. Uh, anyways, thanks for the question, Turtle. Uh, we're going to get more beer. we got two segments left. We'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? Uh, so this is also from Perennial. This is Vacation Dad, Dry Hop Summer Ale. And I will tell you, I just finished watching The White Lotus a few weeks ago. So all I can think about is Greg Zahn as Vacation Summer Dad. Uh, did you watch hmm. White Lotus? I did not. On HBO Max? No. I have not seen White Lotus, but Vacation Dad conjures a vivid yeah. image in my mind. Yeah. And I love that. White Lotus was a very interesting six-episode watch on HBO Max. Like one of those like shows just made to make you kind of uncomfortable about humans. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Perfect. Also, it had Alexandra Daddario, who I absolutely love. Hey. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. It it's smells a- like nothing. It's 4.7%. I want to yeah. give it to Ooh. children. It's also a tall boy. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, it's a dry hop summer ale. I'm not yeah. sure they're going for the uh, figure. It's something you're supposed to drink by mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here. All right. I'm going to say mm-hmm. something. Okay. And it requires a little nuance. Sure. That's not a particularly delicious beer, but it is a beer that you could drink for days. hours, days, days. Yeah. yeah, months. Yeah. We whatever. I mean, what what more do you want from a summer? Ale? Exactly. Yeah. Like this beer was meant to be consumed in quantities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a four. Wow. wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're on straight fours. Pretty yeah. high. Yeah. One more. We have straight fours this episode. I love that. Mm-hmm. So here's what it's it's so uh, no no lot of pressure. Yeah. No mm. no pressure. Kayla. Right. Oh, actually, but it better yeah, be yeah. a fucking four. Right. Yeah. That is smooth and like unintrusive, but also delicious and a little interesting. You don't like you don't recognize the taste is there, Vacation but the taste dad. you do feel is yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, it's hydration beer. Yeah. yeah, that is. You put that in a Camelback with a little yeah. flavor. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've had plenty of water beer. You drink that all day at a music festival and then wonder why you feel shit at the end of it. Yeah. That, that is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, great job, Perennial. You've really nailed it today. Uh, Caleb, we're into the Mix 6 Mock Draft. What are we talking about? Well, it's your number two vote getter. Uh, Joe D suggests Mix 6 Mock Draft. With the Winter Olympics in a few months, draft a curling team <sighs> of professional athletes from any sport. Have I talked about how much I love curling on this podcast? Curling's so fucking good. Curling is probably <laughs> curling is the reason to watch the Winter Olympics. It's pro shuffleboard. That's exactly right. Is. Yeah, and well, I'm a can't. big. I mean, the American diplomats abandoned it. I'm a big figure skating fan. It. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, the American diplomats won't go, but the curling team can go, and I think that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love curling so much. Watched <laughs> watched the trials, the American trials. So I felt very ready to draft a curling team. Mm-hmm. Um. Do we want to roll for it or do we just want to go? You just, you just go. Okay. You're very ready. All right. Yeah. So considerations for curling. Uh-huh. Accuracy, obviously. Sure. Spins, what, what I would call touch. 
But also, you want someone who is like low center of gravity, right? Curling is about your ability to stay balanced and smooth when you're pushing down on one knee and sliding or when you've got to root yourself over a stone and stay with that stone at a pace. So originally I was thinking like, well, let's just talk about like great athletes, like Kevin Durant, for example. Kevin Durant is six foot ten. He weighs nine pounds. Difficult to get down there. Difficult to get down mm-hmm. there. Not going to have a good center of gravity. So I've tried to draft curlers from three different American sports who have low centers of gravity, good touch, and can play multiple positions on a, on a good curling squad. Now, granted, there are four people on a curling team. I did not draft four people. I drafted three. I want to just well, your starters, your starters. Yeah. Well. D- technically there are four. I mean, you've got your, sk- we're not going to get in all the curling positions. <laughs> all right. So he- here's, here's where you start. And this, this I thought was a smart pick. I kind of wish Sarah was here to hear this pick actually. Mm-hmm. Someone who's comfortable being that low to the ground and has a command of presence and center of gravity at, at a height below your standard stand. Yadier Molina of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah. Man can squat mm. all day. A man who literally squats for a living. He is the, the what 15 year now p- uh, catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He is unquestionably one of the greatest catchers of all time. And is totally the cartilage is in his, in his knees. Totally. Is either made of a substance that mankind has yet to quantify yeah. or gone. Vibrating. <laughs> and right. it's fucking ossified yeah. like a petrified tree. Um, and he can't stand up anymore. Truly unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, so player one, Yadier Molina. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I, should I just keep going? Should I just tell you my curling team? You probably you'd really want yeah. to. So. I do. Sure. Okay. Player two. Okay. So I've gone MLB. Now I want to go NFL again, a guy who has a lot of power, but a lot of grace and finesse and great low center of gravity. Derrick Henry running back for the Tennessee Titans. Now it just so happens he did tear his ACL this year. So maybe not a good year to draft him, but Something, uh, if you don't pay attention to American football, the running back is one of the most important positions. And in modern football, the the average shelf life for a running back is two years mm-hmm. uh, because it is the most brutal position in some ways. Uh, and uh, people just don't last. Derrick Henry has been a phenomenal running back for five years running now. Uh, he is a powerful human who can move swiftly. He actually has, I believe, like the highest clocked miles per hour of any player in the league this year. While being six foot four and two hundred and seventy pounds, that just feels impossible. Like to have that much power mm-hmm. at that low to the ground, it's hard to find. And I think you need that in a curler. Okay, so I've got MLB, I've got NFL. Next is NBA. NBA is tougher because a lot of them are tall. And Caleb's note earlier, tall. right? Yeah. You don't want super tall people because again, it's about getting low to the ground and controlling yourself as you lean over the rock or as you shoot. But. It just so happens we've got a slightly pudgy, incredibly finesse-oriented NBA player who's not that tall, mm. Luka Doncic, point guard for the Dallas Mavericks. Of course. Luka is, it, he's probably not the league MVP this year, but he's certainly going to be a top five league MVP candidate this year. Uh, and he he's European. Uh, he's a shorter guy. And uh, if memory serves, I believe he comes from a cold weather country, so he would probably be a great curler. So there are your three professional athletes who you would want on your modern curling team. Trash. (laughs) Here's the winning team. Mm. All right. Bo Jackson. You're going to tell me Bo Jackson can't curl. I'm going to laugh in your goddamn face. You can do anything. Yeah, there's very few multi-sport athletes. Who can handle finesse I've and power? Bo knows curling, so uh, he'll learn it. Yeah, yeah, you know he will. He might. Um, he probably already does. From there, uh, you want to talk about getting low to the ground? 
Um, I'm always most impressed with the curlers who look like bowlers, but can do like kind of splits on the ice yeah. to get the record. There is a real lunge to it. I think the gymnasts are an underutilized okay. talent pool. Okay. Simone Biles yeah. behind be the curler. puck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very like leaning out. Right. Basically going to be horizontal with what she's throwing by the end of it, um, which is very good for and powerful. I mean, she's a very strong person. Yes, exactly. Last pick, an under-neglected f- facet of the game, I think. The mind game. Curling's not had a tie cop. Mm-hmm. No one's got into your head. Wow. So here's what I'm going to do. Brock Lesnar, he's Ooh, on the... Not bro- a great curler. No, wow. he's on the broom. He's talking shit. He's facing whoever is going next. Not looking at it. With the broom. Just wow. direct eye contact. Yeah, no yeah. shirt, yep. frothing at the mouse. Imagine those traps... Yep. Working on the broom, eye contact, yep. just boring a hole on you. you. You ready to go next? Right. You ready to go next? Right. You ready to knock his I wouldn't, down? I wouldn't want to throw the I rock. would not want to do it. You got the big fucking sword thing yep. between his chest. The yep. weird, no. real mm. weird fucking tattoo, no. by yeah. the way. Getting in yeah. your head. Getting right in your head. Yep. Uh, so I'm going Lesnar for raw intimidation. Here, here's, the, here's the thing we've learned, and we've played a fair amount of uh, bar shuffleboard, which again is like mini curling. <laughs> It really is a mental game at some point. The head game gets you. Yeah. 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 Mm. A okay. couple bad throws, you're mm. out of it. Okay. Okay. All Interesting. Right. All right. I just heard the question, so I, I have uh, <laughs> assembled an emergency team Great. <laughs> on okay. the fly. Emergency all right. curlers. Uh, all right. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping an Australian team because, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have Don Bradman, who's a very f- uh, famous Australian cricketer. He's going to be my Cricket. throwy bit dude. I don't know what curling is. No, so let's go with throwy bit. I show. I assume someone throws the bit. Until you mentioned curly there, I thought throwy bit was an actual part of the sport of cricket. So. There's a lot of parts of the sport of cricket. He, he is <laughs> a throwy are. bit dude, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, he's, he's one of my dudes. Uh, can I do three or four? What's, what's three. three. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Ian Thorpe. But one of my second dudes, he's just a real good swimmer. Swimmers are muscular. That's fuck that probably. Ice is basically ice water. is just frozen water. Mm-hmm. He's got an advantage. Can't argue he's with like, that. Uh, yeah, this is basically home. I, I assume that, 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 argue with uh, that. And then uh, my ring in, my ring in is a uh, Stephen Bradbury. Stephen Bradbury won the, I think it was the 2000, yeah, the 2002 Winter Olympics. He was in the speed ice skating competition. Every single person in front of him fell the fuck over. He was in last place because he didn't fall over. He got a gold medal and he is an Australian hero. But not falling over would be an important part of curling. Not falling over is very good for curling. So uh, we we love that man. That man is the Australian spirit. The, uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually have three. Get um, in there. Because we're not limited to, to time. We can no, pick anyone from absolutely. Anyone. Uh, first one is going to, this is actually going to be an all-women's team. Uh, first one is going to be Annie Oakley. Uh, because shooting hyper is Hyper accurate. Yeah, hyper accurate. Yep. Uh, very, very low, like, yeah. Hand-eye uh, coordination. Hand-eye coordination. Very good. Uh, next one going to be Amelia Earhart. Uh, also, hand-eye coordination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pilot. Uh, yep. Well, she missed at least once. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we got some problems there. Yeah. Well, we'll get her early in the career. Uh, and final choice is Billie Jean King. Um, so yeah, I think there's something to tennis players. Yeah. I, like Serena Williams, I think would be a good draw here too. Powerful. Yeah, yeah. 
high and eye coordination, mm-hmm. a lot of good balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah balance. I'm, yeah, 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 I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. So those are my three picks. Yeah, uh, and no, they're, it's good. They're, they're also they have the they they're going to be more motivated than the other groups because they have to prove themselves. Uh, more than the other, especially wow. Amelia Earhart. She's gonna have to prove that you know, like that she's here. That she's here. <laughs> right. <And> like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, still alive. That last flight. That was don't. F- that, look, I'm really good at curling. Right. Don't think about the. You're last only flight. as good as your last flight. Yeah, it's exactly. not always true. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, there's my gold medal winning curling team. Uh, and with that, we're gonna grab one more beer, and we'll be right back with Drunk Enough. Caleb, I don't have a clue what you're drinking. Me either, buddy. Okay, great. Yeah, no Tell me more. It's uh, from, it's blue. It's from Torn Label Brewing. Hey, what's it, what's it called? Uh, the Art of Mischief, which is kind of interesting because we don't know what it is. It's five point seven percent. Um, pale ale. It's got a bunch of. Okay, I think I can like piece it together from the art. It has a bunch of like old timey robbers. Yeah. With uh, sacks of money, mm-hmm. but instead of labeled money, one is labeled wheat. Okay. One is labeled hops, and the other is labeled New Zealand. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's the tastiest flavor. <laughs> according according to Untapped, uh, the Art of Mischief is a hazy pale ale. Of, of course it is. Dancing yeah. with tropical flavors from a blast of... Dancing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Motuka hops. I would prefer to believe they stole New Zealand in some sort of Carmen San Diego esque heist. Yeah. This, as a kale uh, drinks, I'll read it. This juicy pale has a plush wheat body with aromas of mango, orange juice, and uh, fruit hoops. Loops. Uh, fruit sorry. loops. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm orange maybe, juice, fruit ki- loops, ki- ki- kiwi and lime, hops. and tangerine. I don't want to taste on your that. Palate. So yeah, not a four. Not a four. <laughs> We've ruined the fruit. It's definitely a I've blended a bunch of fruit, it's thrown it in a bowl of fruit sure. loops, and then I poured the milk out for you to drink and added bitterness. That's a two. Oh, boy. Mm. It's closer to a one than it is to a three. Oh, boy. Mm. Um, it is. All right, give that here. The mango is non existent except for like a weird kind of this used to be good skank mm. on the back Oof. end of it. Okay. Um, like the hops are kind of bittery. But not in an interesting yeah. way. Um, mm. Mm, 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 mm. It's oh, not good, Maddie. Do you need to? Spit like that I out? said, uh, the only oh. rule you have to try one. So that's the only rule. So yeah. you could skip a two. If honey could go off, yeah. that's what that tastes yep. like. Yeah, uh, it's got a nasal like retrograde. Oh, like, oh like, God, it, it gets goes, worse as the oh. <laughs> It gets in your nose. It no. gets in your. You don't want it in your nose. No. Nope. Well, they can't all be fours. Nope. Uh, Very literally. And, and that one is a two. Oh, um, no. It's a, oh, God. Do I? Yeah, okay. I yeah, probably not going to finish that one. Yeah. Yeah, drink Weird. other stuff. That's why, we, that's why we do side beers. I'm still drinking oh. this bear, the barley wine. I am, too. I got a little left. It's sweet, but not overpowering. I agree. It yeah, was pretty good. It's really good. I was surprised. That's a bad beer. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're in drunk enough. Uh, I've posed this topic. It's so the best barley wine I think I've ever had. Uh, so I have a barrel-aged barley wine from Boulevard yeah. sitting Ooh. in my fridge that we should try. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll bring it over for the next episode. Mm. Um, uh, okay, so I've I've called this this segment the Winter Break Perfect Day trademark. Okay, <laughs> we're about to get some socially acceptable fuck around time. Describe your perfect day from start to finish. So what are you doing? What games are you playing if you're playing games? What puzzles are you doing if you're doing puzzles? I don't fucking know what you're doing. What are you doing? And 
maybe more important question, what are you prioritizing? Context. Some days, for me, prioritizing is like, I want to be mentally stimulated. Some days, though, prioritizing for me is, uh, I don't want to think about anything. Like, I want to, I want to dead brain this day. Sure. So, perfect fuck around day over winter break time, of which we are about to get some socially acceptable not recording, not working time. Give me your day. Oh. Ooh. That's hard. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. Welcome I, to drunk enough. I'm kind of in that three-month void of I'm literally not legally right. allowed to work. A lot work. of fuck around time. All I have is fuck around time. Give me your perfect fuck around day. But like, you've you still been working, like setting up the house. The oh, way yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you heard, bathroom, but I definitely the remodeled the bathroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, uh, guess what? There's still a lot of work to do with the paperwork, so you can work. Yep. yep and yep, the wedding. Yep. yep. Yeah. So no, like, and I, there's also a lot of like free courses. Ross online, suddenly demanding so you get to work. <laughs> I love when I go here. Ross is like, here's a, a get off your dead ass. About. <laughs> Like right. event planning Here's in Springfield. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like uh, f- for me, the the perfect day of like, I I'm not basing this off the here and now. I'm basing this off like when I have been like off yeah, a huge good. tour, busy, good like working fourteen hour days, bullshit. Like post fringe, I don't know where I do like seventy something yeah. hour weeks. Like something stupid is I get up, I'm gonna go out. I'm going to get brunch with a very mm. close friend, someone mm-hmm. that I love. Uh, Are you drinking at brunch? No, not drinking at brunch because that ruins the rest of your day. I if agree. you get drunk in the morning, yeah. your day's fucked. Hung over. You either got to keep going yeah, or you're, you're hungover. You're either tipsy the entire day or yeah. not. Like, yeah, if you get mimosas, that is a choice yep. of the rest of your day. I agree. Like, like, good on you if that's your day, but that's not my recovering from like you. a thing yeah. day. Uh, I'm going to go out for brunch. It's going to be really nice. It's going to be like with a friend or a couple of friends. Uh, that's going to be really lovely. I'm then going to like walk home because at this the theoretical situation I was in Adelaide and you right. could walk places. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I get home, I'm going to go to the gym because I've just had a busy as fuck month, right. two months, whatever. That nothing makes me feel more it, it, it back into my body, back into myself, yeah. gym, or just like a yoga thing online if I can't get to the gym, mm-hmm. if that's too hard. Mm-hmm. Something physical, something relaxing, something to just get that, like, that, that like, anxiety Connect of the you body. To your body. Yeah, yeah. That, that, like, disconnect needs to be connected. Like that. Uh,. If I can, I I want to do something in the afternoon with friends, with loved ones, with, like, not food based yeah. but like just i want to do an activity with people because if i've been working hard i've probably neg- like neglected my social life mm-hmm. that especially in theater True. when yep. theater when you're doing 14 hour days like you 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 the people on the show with you are the people you socialize with and that's it right. uh so it's it's that like hey let's do a board game evening board game afternoon uh let's go bowling <laughs> let's like not the movies like that's too just i'm right. sitting in a room right. with you it's like, not social i want to do something like uh rock climbing was really good uh what i did post fringe this year just been is me and a bunch of my mates we did the like out just on the city limits of adelaide there's a tree climbing uh thing where like they put you on a harness and like in the 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 our city's surrounded by a parkland so in the trees, like the south side of the city, there's this like rope course. Hell yeah! 
and it's like a physical thing you're doing with your body, which is really nice because like being inside your body just feels good for me personally. Um, and like you do it, then like you know, there's like there, there's there's the easy course, there's the medium, there's the intermediate, like the, you know. So you're not like ah, oh, this was difficult and right. I felt like shit. Like yeah, you yeah. just you start at the easy, you do mm-hmm. the and it's some like rewarding two hour experience that you do. Yeah, uh, and. After that, like, we just get a beer. We yeah. just, it, like, wind the fuck down. Right. It, it, which, to be clear, doesn't mean, doesn't have to mean, like, getting hammered. No, no, no. Right. Like, it's literally Enjoy just, like, a taking drink. a breath. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. If I, if I say, like, we go to get a beer, like, we go to a nice place, we buy a stupidly expensive beer, yeah. and we have one, yeah. and we just chat. Totally. Uh, and, like, if the friends were also on the gig that I was on, it's, chatting about the gig but like in that is a decompression yeah. thing of like oh you know this was fucked this was fucked this was fucked it's just a part of our experience that we do as a technician Catharsis. uh yeah it is that it's that processing time mm-hmm. yeah. um but like that's a lot of what i do in my industry is like that like any like yeah you know it even uh in like if we're not in the same state like i have friends that i call after a hard gig i have friends that just call me out of the blue we're like, hey, I just need a vent. I'm like, great, I'm listening because you're obviously in your decompression time and I'm going to be there for you totally. and, like, just do just that to this. me. And, like, that generally goes into, like, the late night, late evening. You get food while you're out, either at the place you're at or yes. you walk somewhere to yes. get that food. And at that point, you'd go to bed early or late. just depends what you get up to. Like, right. the, the, like that, just get physically reconnect with yourself emotionally reconnect with your friends and be able to have a trusted person you can just vent the experiences that you've just had to perfect day yeah. totally a perfect day yeah time with yourself time with others yeah yeah i'm with you on that and it's like, it's like a, a lot of just reconnecting yeah with the world yeah if that makes sense it does yeah i'm curious because so like in the past i know for you caleb like winter break was more than anything like well, the madness now isn't about being in this place. It's different, about, it's different about, madness. It's different madness. Yeah, it's different work. But so <laughs> now, like, you're just you're just like day to day looks so different. So like, what is an ideal day going to look like for you now? I don't know. I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. Uh, I don't think I want to see you assholes in it. But, cool. Uh, <laughs> cool. Love you too. Uh, I, I I I say that facetiously, but um, I I've so reoriented my time right to make my work um being intrinsically with my friends right. in terms of gaming or um in terms of writing being absolutely by myself yeah so most of my fuck around time is very much i, I just want to hang out with sarah right. i don't want to see anybody else. totally um so that is uh that has really become where i'm at yeah. for like time off um contrary to maddie i would like to wake up Having worked out at a previous day mm. and realizing yeah. I don't need to, yeah, uh, yeah. that is that is the start of a perfect day. I don't need to go, and I don't have to feel guilty about it. Right, that right, is right. the key, right? That is there's the not always that key. lingering. You should go to the gym. It's now. also yeah. really valid. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That Absolutely. is the that's the best sensation. Uh, I I want breakfast. I don't want to make it myself. Yep. If that is depending on someone else making it for me, or if that's Waffle House, I don't care. But uh, both are great. Never because I didn't Waffle have to do House it. Waffle House yep. Waffle Waffle um, so good. Yeah. Probably gonna play a shit ton of video games. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, probably gonna eat. Probably not something I cook because I'm bad at it. But maybe leftovers for lunch. 
Oh, s'more. That's prime. Yeah. Leftovers are the adult like guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. That is like once you're an adult, you realize that yeah. leftovers are really good. I got enough from a restaurant. And I did not from me. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Not. Not. Yeah. Not from my cooking, but from someone good. But I also don't have to leave to get it. Right. Primo. Very nice. Um, nap. Big. Big component. A nap in there. Um, probably reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Time with yourself. Board Actually, game with Sarah. Yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, probably just hanging out watching a movie or something tonight. Yeah, I was it's not. Yeah. It's not very sexy. Well, I was it, not. In, I was not intentionally left out of that, but I was left out of that. I yeah, I'm sorry. No, well, okay, I mean, it was fine. the inner day. It was right. a self. No, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. No, something that's good. that I uh, the 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 conference that I've just done over this weekend. I just did a like twelve hour, two twelve hour days on a sound conference bullshit thing online. It was really good. I learned a lot. Whatever. Not going to go into it. Um, a lot of it was uh, focused on mental health and all that within our industry because uh, techs generally burn themselves out. And the, I think the best quote I got from that was spend quality time with yourself. Yeah, totally. Spend quality time with yourself. If you like to read, make sure you spend 20 minutes a day reading yep. or if like go for a 10 minute walk yep. uh, every day, spend some quality time for yourself. And if you're going to wind down from like in this winter break, Spend some quality time with yourself. I mean, I've probably overreacted in a lot of ways to my previous job, but like I I, I very much try to reiterate my entire work life around it not feeling like work. Mm -hmm. So Mm. I'm having trouble with like the when are you off? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah's oh, off yeah, to, yeah. Sarah's off to tell you. You're me, never off as a right. content creator. Yeah. yeah. And Sarah's like often having to be like, you have to stop. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but I'm just sitting here. Right. And like, just go yeah, to a different room. Yeah, but you're doing Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm like, well, what do you mean go to a different room? This is the office. Right. Everything in this, everything in this house is the office. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm having, I'm sort of, I'm not struggling with it, but I'm trying to find no, a line tricky. on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, tra- you're, you are in a transition period. Yeah. Absolutely. hundred um, percent. But yeah, it's, it's very difficult to find like, what's your perfect day when like your regular day was hell <laughs> and your perfect day is not that. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause like anything that, that wasn't that yeah, one <laughs> that used to day. Be, that yeah. used to be my fucking definition. Uh-huh. Totally. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm having to find, uh, I don't know, a deeper level of discernment. Yeah. Like the 23 types of snow, like, yeah. in terms of time off, it used to just be like at school or not. Right. Not at school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now it's, uh, yeah. I'm trying to find shades of gray yeah. and like gradients in between. Uh, and I haven't quite sussed that out yet. It's, but, it's really tough. But I don't think people are there for, for the majority of it. At oh, this I point, agree. Yeah. I agree. I'll tell you, one of the problems with introducing people into the mix is that I feel compelled to like put on clothes that aren't Lululemon pants See, and like it. a I, t-shirt. I, I feel like for me, uh, my really good day off is specifically like getting brunch with a group of friends, like spending time with another group of friends doing physical things is because uh, my specific job generally isolates myself 12 to 16 hours a day right. in a theater in setting a booth, where I'm yeah. seeing the same people every single day. And I, I literally don't have time. I'll wake up. I, like uh, honestly, if I get a job here, I'm probably going to wake up before Ross wakes up. Yeah. I'm going to come back uh, home after he's eaten and is probably like winding down for the night. Like it's yeah. that like you don't really see your right. Yours is about finding friends and family outside of that bubble that you are in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so totally. for me, uh, winding down is like actually being able to like physically connect with people mm-hmm. to feel human again. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back inside my body because I am. 
at work so long uh, the hours are also yeah. so long and i i like you know, in breaks like you do what physical things you can just to like be in your body a little bit yeah but like i can't go for a run i can't like do all these things that i like doing if i'm on a tour or if i'm on a musical or if like you know you're you're in a really high pressure environment like a festival there's no time for me to do those things. So just getting back to that status quo of seeing friends, family, and getting physical is my ideal, mm-hmm. like, wind down from getting out of that environment. Totally. Yeah, there's also, like, a post-COVID element to it. Like, 100%. Cause, cause, uh, oh, yeah. Because going yeah, out yeah, used yeah, to yeah, be yeah, yeah, going yeah, out yeah. used to be involved, and now it never, never is. Yeah. Um, almost any level of going out for me is, like, not worth it because – I'd rather do it at home. Um, but I also don't think that's universal to COVID everywhere. Cause like, I think that's very specific to COVID in America and COVID in our America. Well, we've like, COVIDed mm. so hard. Well, yeah, but like, also like, I also never want to go outside again. Not cause I think I'm going to have a bad time or I'm like worried about service. Right. I just know there's going to be an asshole there. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, and, um, yeah, that's sort of degrading of the social contract. Like I'm fully aware at every point when I go outside now, there's someone there who dreams about killing me or my friends <laughs> and Shit. would love to like hork virus all over me and is just um a resentful yeah. Yeah. uh yeah. shut in psycho left from that. And like I never like thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um no. and uh no. I'm very much at the point where like I could go out in a controlled environment, but like let's all go to a bar. Yeah. That feels more like work to me. Yeah. And to be clear, my work now feels like talking to my friends and drinking a beer. Yes. Which isn't bad. But um, in talking about like, what is my day off? It's not going out to a place for an uncontrolled environment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm specifically talking about like South Australia specifically. Yeah. In the the COVID times, we've had four deaths in total in our state. Right. We've had, I think, in total active cases ever, maybe 104. Yeah, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Really, Spencer? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I choose not yeah, to look and, at and any of data. Like, it's oh, all, okay, it's yeah, all yeah. a hoax. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, to be clear, I would be, it would it would be a legitimate fear to be afraid, like, well, somebody's going to walk in with an AR. Like, uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that's, that's not my fear. That's not it. It's just like, I got to deal with some dickhead yelling at like a yeah. Walmart, like today. I went to Walmart because yeah. I need Golden Grams. And I got to see some Karen yell yeah. at this poor young black man because he said, would you like a mask? Yeah. Not you have to wear no. a mask. would you like Not one? you have to be just had would free masks. Like one. And, and, I, and I just got to hear the ass mm. end of that on my way out the door. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do I keep talking to her until she pulls the gun out of her purse? Jesus. And like try because yeah. like he doesn't want that. He my wants this freedom. To, yeah, he wants this to end. I want this to end. Yeah. Let's yeah. all she leave. Does not want this to. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just yeah, and you never know anymore. You yeah. you never know when you're going to hit right. that shit. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Well, very different takes on perfect days, but good <laughs> takes. And with that, remember, your perfect day is your perfect day. So you're, I know Check your day in with yourself. Uh, no, it I, I, I honestly think that your perfect day is spend quality time with yourself, yeah. whatever that means to you. Yeah, that's right. Whether that it is yeah. with people, if that right. is alone, if that's an activity you do every day, if that's an activity you yeah. wanted to do for a while, spend right. quality time. I wish with I could auto reply to text messages on my perfect day. I'm perfect daying, and people would know like, oh, I shouldn't talk to him. To, to, yeah. Depending on the accoutrements of the cell, there are some places where it would be considered being put in the hole. Yes, which would be like. <laughs> 
that. Let's do that, that please. Yeah, I <laughs> want that. that. Could this Absolutely. room get quieter? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just let me play video games in the hall. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you have a switch? <laughs> and can you leave? Yeah. Um, hey, uh, it's Ross's birthday. So again, happy ooh, birthday to ooh, Ross. Ooh. Maddie is here. I live here now. This right. is uh, my perfect day. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So th- anyway, he signed up for a lifetime of that. Yeah. Uh, hey, if, uh, if you've been listening to this, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget that there's a whole lot more Mix Six podcast on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com. There like are an double, equal, like it's equal, literally double, equal. an equal number of episodes you've hey. listened to for free. Do you want you could eighty-nine extra episodes? Did you want that? Because we've got them. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, do if, it. If you were looking to double your Mix Six content, we've got do it for it. you. Uh, don't forget to tell your friends and family about us. Hope you're staying safe and healthy. Hope you have a wonderful end of 2021. Don't forget to stick around. At the end of this year, we'll do our fifth beer in review, where we'll talk about all of our favorite stuff, including beer, video games, movies, books, TV shows, whatever, from 2021. So if you're looking for more of us talking about things we like, check out our Patreon. Don't forget to check out all the other stuff Caleb and Ross are doing. You can go to their Twitter pages to find all that stuff, at CthulhuZord. And at uh, is it at Ross Payton? Yep. Yeah, RPPR. Okay, I just, just use my Payton. own name. Yeah, yeah. What a like an what idiot. A dummy. Wow. <laughs> like a fool. Right. Anyways, you know how I end these things, so I'm just not going to end them like that anymore. Just uh, <laughs> uh, just be good to each other. I'm Rhett Mad R E T S M A D D. We got another on one. Twitter and Instagram, or just I'm on the Discord. On the Discord. Like, yeah, see me there. Sign up for the Discord or don't. Whatever. No, but do definitely do. It. do. It's Patreon only. So you should definitely do because there's uh, there's there's a lot there. Enjoy your perfect days. Goodbye. <laughs>